Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Hardcore Listing with me, Stu, and my colleague, Christopher. Otherwise known as Chrissy Goldtouch. Oh, another new name. Um... No one calls you that, Christopher. How are you all doing? Welcome to another episode. Um, it's been a fun few weeks. We've had lots mm. of other guests that we've been recording, and the Patreon podcasts are going very, very well as well. Going swimmingly. And if you want to know more about that, pop over to www.patreon.com. Forward slash hardcore listing. There you go. Then there's loads of other podcasts and stuff that ain't available here are available over there. Yeah, boy. But today, on our episode, uh, for all you lovely listeners out there... It's all about family. 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 Got one of the family round, don't yeah, we? Yeah, or the gang, as I like or to refer to it. Yeah, the distraction yeah. pieces gang. The network. Yeah, bruv. Uh, Jay, Jason Reed, or who is in my phone now as, is uh, Tron. Yep. If you want to know why Jason's name is Tron, you need to check out the last drunk cast, I believe. Exactly, mate. Yep. And uh, Jason goes in on his uh, Tron story, um, which isn't a story. It's fucking legit. Um, okay, so, yes, as we've just mentioned, our guest today is Jason Reed from the Stop and Search podcast, which is also on Scroobius Pippikin's Distraction Pieces Network, it's alongside Jim Smallman's Tuesday Night Jaw and Saucy George's... Say why to drugs. Exactly. Say why not to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jason firstly go and check out his podcast um, it's a great listen we do start touching on it in here when he starts talking about parliament mm-hmm. and bits and pieces like that um, Jason on the last drunk cast had mate, mentioned as well that he was slightly quiet compared to some of the more yep. gregarious personalities on the network you and also rude cunts like me yep. um, so it was really good to actually get to do a record um, where I wasn't drinking and he also explains why he was quiet and uh, and for me, I, I I knew very little about um, ME. Yeah. And Jason is very open, mm-hmm. um, which was very nice and gracious of him mm-hmm. um, to discuss his struggles. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say struggles with ME and how it's affected his life. And and I guess it was pivotal to his top five as well as exactly, to what as mate. to what he chose because top five comfort box sets. Yeah. And you're going to understand the link that Stu just said about why Jason finds that particularly important. So it's a great listen, not to mention because his top five is fucking wicked and we get to talk about amazing movies Uh and TV shows. 
and hang out one of the Distraction Pieces crew, who all in all is a fucking solid dude, isn't he's he? He's a really mm. fucking nice guy. He's just he's just um just a nice nice chap, isn't he? And he's got lots of interesting stuff to say, and you'll get to hear a lot of it now. He's nicer than you. Turd's nicer than you. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hello. Hello. All right. Yep. So. <laughs> that was so quick. You all right yet? Moving on. Well, there's no point going, yeah, I've been all right. What have you been oh, up to? Yeah, because well, we've already recorded a podcast. Oh, it was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Um, for Patreon, what? Top five cartoons. Yeah. We've just finished that literally about half hour ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just driven to the train station. And picked up our guest. Yep. Um, and so many times we do these podcasts and the people that we have on, we've never met before, but we're lucky that um, we've got one of our own. We've got one of the gang. One of the gang. Yeah. So um, you're the third of the Distraction Pieces Network to, to do their top five. Obviously, Pip's been on too many times. Too many. And um, and we had Saucy George on, didn't we? Yeah. When he was in Manchester, we met up with... Um, yeah. Dr. Susie, yeah. and she done top five... BBC comedies. BBC mm. comedies, which is available for your listening pleasure. Mm. And uh, it basically just involved me and Susie drinking a bit of lager and just doing lots of Alan Partridge yeah, chat, really, Yeah, goofing off about Partridge, yeah. yeah. But, good. Um, but so, welcome our guest this evening, um, Mr. Jason Reed. Hello, thank you for having me. And I was listening to Susie's one just before I got here. Oh, was you? Was like, yeah, because I wanted to make sure that because I know we've got quite similar tastes and sure enough Partridge and you went into the office which I love the office yep. so he wasn't that enamoured with it but I'm like no the office would totally be up there yep. yeah um, what else was there I think you covered the Mighty Boosh which we might spoil alert do in a minute um, <laughs> so yeah there was a lot of overlaps that I, I can't remember what Susie's other ones were there was the one that was the scientist that I'd never seen yeah, that yeah, sounded yeah. like yeah I hadn't heard that one yeah I hadn't seen that and did she say brass eye um, or the day to day, day to day, yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah. science one. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. It sounded yeah, brilliant. It's pretty. It's pretty right. good. Yeah. So, well, look, I'm sure we're gonna have plenty of chat about it. the last time. Well, should we get you what you're gonna do out of the way first? Yeah. So this is it. Kind of does need a bit of explanation, I think. So, I wanted to go for comfort box sets or basically comfort viewing that type of program, film, whatever that you wrap around you at night in a blanket. And you're like, no, I need to go to another world. I need to be transported yeah. to somewhere different. Not the type of thing, because I was just coming down on the train and there was a guy watching stuff on his phone. I'm like, that's just sacrilege. Yeah. You know, hmm. Wait until you get to a nice comfortable yeah. position yeah. And, and set yourself up. So it's those those top tier things of, right, these are sacred. So, so comfort box sets, I think, is a term that I... Okay. No, I like that choice. And when is a comfort... When do you deploy a comfort box set? I think it's it, you can go two ways. You can either go for cheering up, or you can go for you know when you're ill and need to commiserate. But I don't mm-hmm. personally like to do it that way because I like to keep them very sacred. So, okay. so if I am ill or not in a good place, then they're slightly tucked over on the other side. So I think no, keep it for a good place. Yeah, because you don't want to give it. You don't want to connect it to it. You don't want to give it any negative anchoring, yeah. effectively. So. What other top fives did you consider? Did you give it any other consideration? I did, and... yeah. One of them was top five Mega Drive games. 
Oh, snap. I'd have enjoyed that one, mate. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the Mega Drive is my console. That, right. was, that was the one. Yeah, totally. okay, cool. Um, and then what else was there? Is the Mega Drive the one there that you can just buy for about 40 quid yeah. for all the games yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. it? Yeah. But only Sega licensed one because a lot of the ones that were decent weren't actually Sega licensed. They were kind of, you know, like uh, um, Claim right. and things like that. But yeah, the, the actual bought Mega Drive ones you can get now are Sonic the Hedgehog. I think Streets of Rage is on there. Yeah, it should be. Which Streets of Rage 2 would be in my top five. It was dope. I played that a lot, Streets of Rage 2. Um, I'm trying to think. That, that Blade was on that one, wasn't he? Was it Blaze with the yeah, roller yeah. skates? It's, Blaze was in all three. Oh, he was She was the, the woman, oh, was and the one that was on the roller skates was, what was his name? Oh, God. That was going to bug me. Axel. No, it's not Axel. Axel was Axel. the cousin of the one That's on the roller right, yeah. Oh, this is going to be so nice. Tweet us. Tweet us. Shoes lost. Shoes immediately. There's going to be loads hell. of Sega nerds listening down. Glasson and Jason have already derailed this into Mega Drive talk. So, what was there any other fives aside from that one? There was. What was it? I can't remember now. My. It, it might come back to me. I did make notes on my phone. Um, so, yeah, Mega Drive ones was the ones I was t- totally really going to go for. And I was like, no, let's go for something different. Um, I'll have a think. I'm sure there were other top fives that I was going to do. Well, during the conversation, no doubt it, it'll, it'll come out. But talking about notes and notepads, you've got one fucking <laughs> hell of a notepad and pen that you've brought along to today, mate. Well, this this pipe pen, which you're totally enamoured with. I'm going to take a photo of this while we're doing this chat, and I will post it. <laughs> I do use this for thinking. Yeah. You, you have to put it to your lips, and you have yeah. to look like you're proper, properly going for give, it. Give, give, uh, give Stuart a pose now. Think about this. Right, what would be uh, your top uh, number five uh, for top five Mega Drive games? You've really got to put some time into that. Mm, what would it be? Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, you've got to stroke your beard as well. Stroke beard, yeah, yeah. yeah I've kind of yeah. gone a little bit bushy with beard lately. It looks really. It's very well trimmed. Mine, I haven't been to the hairdressers for m- literally months. I, I think they probably think I'm dead. I trimmed um, mine yesterday. It was getting quite thick, mine, mm. the thickest it's probably ever been. Mm. And uh, I got the clippers out yesterday, and I'd say mine's probably a, roughly about the same. Yeah, I'd say so equi- equidistant. Yeah. I, t- I tend to go for more like a retro George Michael stubble. Yeah. Definitely, mm. yeah. Because mine's quite dark and it just kind mm. of, I've kind of like clean feeling. Yeah. So my other wife prefers it a bit bushier because she's in, she managed his castle, so she likes like the medieval look. So, <laughs> so like, yeah, apparently I'm going for the Brian Blessed. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's a big divide between uh, Michael and Blessed. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're the two polars. Yeah. <laughs> Ridgely's alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's genius. And he's got a shirt, a t-shirt. So your missus um, manages castles? She does, yeah. Is she a queen? But, uh, well, <laughs> someone got her a bloody Christmas present that actually genuinely makes her a lady now. I've, I've, my, my, one of my cousins got that. He's a lord. Hmm. See, the Undateables did that. There's a, there's a guy in the Undateables that he's lord something. And, and he's, he's such a cool character. Yeah. So now, of course, I'm like, Undateable, my other half. So. But she, <laughs> she's, she's Lady something or other. But her castle's cheap plug is Rochester Castle, up in the castle. And she's got some other sites as well. But yeah, so if you're ever in Kent, go up the castle and have a, yeah. have a good can we get Can we get like. Castle hookups. <laughs> what kind of area are we talking there? Like dogging? Kind of. <laughs> no, no, just a free ticket. You're trying to get a bucks and wench or something, mate. 
<laughs> no, me. I'm always using the podcast to get free tickets to something. <laughs> is that what you do then? Oh, that'd be cool. Do you want to come? Yeah, I'd love to come there tonight. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it is a dog in hot spot if you want that as well. <laughs> that's not official policy. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. All guesswork. Um, so, also, your notepad. You've got a Star Wars notepad. Yes. And you were saying, so you've got a, It's wicked because it's like got a... It's a, it's a stormtrooper on the front, and it's like pla- it's like a plastic molded yeah. stormtrooper on the front. And you said you get a lot of props of that when you go into Parliament, which isn't what many of our guests get up to, Jason. So it's very unique that you hang out in Parliament See, a lot. It sounds interesting. It's genuinely really boring because <laughs> it's just like imagine it's like Hogwarts, just this big old <laughs> huge great building that just yeah. is falling down beyond your ears. Like yeah. you can literally see stuff crumble. And then, um, yeah, every time I meet a law or an MP, that I get this out because I'm like, no, I'm gonna. I think you have to be yourself in some sort of way. Yeah. You know, retain like whether you, you wear the right boots with a suit or something like that. There's always should be an element of like, no, sorry, I'm gonna be me. So like, Star Wars notebook is is my way of going. Nope, I'm doing this. Because always you be yourself to Parliament. There is like an airport security to check yeah, in yeah. through, isn't it? So do you just whack that out? And, and well, it depends because I mean, this is gonna sound so bloody privileged, but. <laughs> If I'm meeting lords that I know, I get the quick access where right? I don't get checked. So it's yeah. like a typical bloody white privilege. Oh. It's like middle class man white privilege. I just don't get checked. I'm white. I think they'd check, check oh, me I'm... very thoroughly, Jason, <laughs> if I was to go. I got invited there once and I didn't get that. I no. literally sort of... <laughs> He's from Grey's. I literally had the full like pat down. All my stuff went through the little kind of like airport check-in yeah. thing. But uh, they have the, the, the sort of the wavy wand as well. That's it. You. Yeah. Pro- yeah, they probably go for it. Obviously, it's a huge security yeah. threat yeah. up yes. there. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but there's also Portcullis House over the other side as well, which is, tends to be where most visitors go. Because that's, that's the crap thing about Parliament now is that if you do get to visit your MP or whatever, you want to do it in the big houses of Parliament, but they just send you across the road to Portcullis House. So it's like a bit of a Tesco stripey Parliament over there. Oh, yeah. Value. Yeah. I remember, I remember Parliament value. The yeah. cafe in there was quite nice, if I remember rightly. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. And the building's cool. You would remember that, Stu. Like, you know, we're talking about big things here. And what do you do? You remember the calf there. Would well, they know. do a good sandwich, do did know, they? I, do you know, I actually... Um, it was really weird. I got... I got invited there to speak at um, a kind of meeting about club culture. Oh, right. This was about a year ago, wasn't it? No, this was about three years ago. It come was about it three years ago, through um, a guest DJ who this week has agreed to come on a podcast, which is the uh, BBC Radio 6 DJ, Chris Hawkins. And Chris come and DJed for me in London. And I got chatting to him. I got on really well with him. And he asked me along to this this meeting in Parliament to discuss where club culture was going and, and, and legislation and stuff. And it was really interesting. I sat there and I've got to be honest, it was the first time really where I've been in a room with lots of people that I admired in mm. my chosen field. And as everybody was taking their turn to speak, I got really nervous. Yeah. And I'd never had that thing where I just mm. thought, oh my God, I, I really don't want to say anything. I'm, mm. I'm really... I don't know why, because no one was gunning for anyone. No, it, no. Was, it was just an open Something you care about in, in, but, um, amongst peers that you respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, Dan, who runs propaganda at the events uh, up and down the country, but I bumped into him as soon as I got in there, and he's a you know he's a mate, and uh, and so it was good to have a, a friendly face there, and and yeah, we uh, we had a cup of tea and a scone in the cafe, which was nice. I think a lot of it, though, is the anticipation of speaking. So if you are yeah. sitting there... That's what it was. 
yeah, once you, you roll in your own head, and, yeah, and it is easy to do that. Of just like, right, is this even making any sense now? Yeah. Mm. And, and you do, you, you just constantly self-analyzing, but to a negative degree. So I can completely understand. So, totally, and and Try I also had that kind of thing that I'm a scruffy kid from Grey's. I'm in yeah. Parliament. Don't ever forget imposter syndrome. Like, and yeah. indeed, I felt like I shouldn't have been there. It was no, like this is kind of like you know. Posh people, yeah. yeah, like, and that's the thing of that setup, though. Be intimidating. It, it it almost is deliberately done that way, yeah, yeah. Because you've got like the the adversarial, this house versus that house. Yeah. You've got the laws and the commons. You know that very terminology is set up for almost this disenfranchised. Grand, society. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Right. And I'm exactly the same. Like imposter syndrome. The amount of people I, I have this conversation with, like um, Johan, um, Johan Hari, who's mine. Yeah, my next guest next week. Um, we've spoken about imposter syndrome. You know, Hannah, he's like this giant journalist, you know, but he still suffers with it. And yeah. we all do. I think we're all just kind of thinking, no, I'm still that kid over yeah. there. I'm not this one over here. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and it's only when you like, you read your bios and things like that, you realise, actually, I don't look too bad. Yeah. And then you try and suit up and act to it. And like, oh, so that's why I think it's important to maintain those little hooks of yourself, like where it's a stupid notepad or, yeah. like for example, I, I, I always wear boots with a suit. Yeah, like, I, mm-hmm. I won't wear shoes because I think no, sorry, I like boots. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna proper like, even if they're cowboy, I love cowboy. I don't yeah. know cowboy <laughs> boots, but I, I so would wear cowboy yeah. boots. So. <laughs> but yeah, always be yourself. I think yeah. is the motto. Especially when you're going into those um, those um, te- areas where you need to sort. Of, you're, you're there for a reason mm. to fight for something. Yeah. So if you're already making concessions on your appearance, yeah. You're probably already losing a bit of a battle there, and that imposter syndrome, and you trying to assimilate to um, placate someone, isn't really what you're there to do. You're there because you've got a, you've yeah. got a goal and a reason to be there, and a reason to speak up. And so, for people who um, aren't completely familiar with um, your podcast, stop and say, search, Jason. Why why do you find yourself in Parliament? Right. So uh, I do drug policy stuff, which is you know all. I'm going to say this, but all drugs should be legal and regulated. Um, if you don't agree with that, then listen to the podcast. But it's, it's actually really boring compared to that. What drugs should be is just controlled. So what we try and do is change the law. And we do that. We, you can do that by lobbying, and, and which we also do in Leap UK, which is the organisation I'm executive director for. But I found, and where I'm particularly interested, is that cultural inf- mm. infiltration. And because I come from a music background, entertainment background, I want to make sure that people are listening to this that they're involved because this is arguably the biggest issue that this generation has got to face you know we, we've we've got all of these historical paradigms that need fixing and changing and we've socially evolved them but drug policy is probably this generation's ones to grasp so i found that you can talk to politicians but politicians are normally on a four yearly cycle sure. of going in and out so short termism yeah, their sort exactly. of behaviours and trying to placate the current voting Yeah, and, and it's such a big old lift and a drop compared to where the, the social scene is with policy making. Mm. It depends on where the, you know, the social sway is to what politicians will do. So what I try and personally do is, is sweep up the cultural aspect of it, if, you know, films, music, uh, conversations. And this is why it was such a huge thing when Pip said, do you want to join the network and do something with this? I was like, yes, that's exactly what I want to do. Mm. It's so crazy and it's really cool that he did. A lot of people want to do things on his network, Jason. He gets put a lot of things thrown his way. Mm. Um, 
and that just goes to show how important he thinks it is and how interesting the subject is and like you say how important it is for our our generations to be getting on top of this and i really do encourage people to have a listen to stop and search and and leap uk as well into what you're doing and the, the different sort of people you get on who talk about the fact that, that this idea of a war on drugs is that it's just a stupid way of looking at it and um it's, it's fascinating stuff mate and there's so many different overlaps as well because you know there's homelessness so we're going to be doing one on homelessness fairly soon then We've done one on the media, you know, how the media works, because a lot of times the media, what you see is very different to what goes on behind the scenes. Mm. Uh, comedy, comedy plays a massive part in this. You know, I'm, if there's any comedians out there, you know, feel free to get in contact because we really need you. And satire is just huge. You know, it's, this is the biggest tool we can use in it now because we've, we've won the policy argument. There's no doubt about it what we need to do. We just need to kind of get the cultural movement going. It's so true. When I, even when I studied economics, that you, you used to talk a lot about what what dictates price, and a, a lot of the time you go into things such as demand and supply. But a big thing that affects all of that is just what is the social um, desires of that point. So if you can change and raise cultural awareness with this sort of stuff then that is what ultimately the politicians will end up bending to, is what public opinion is, because they want to get into power. So changing and helping educating people's opinions on that is what leads into winning, that, hopefully winning winning people over and, and, and getting to where you want to be. And I, I agree with your, your position on that emphatically, mate, and, and legalising everything, just so I can get older smack a bit easier. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, no, I, I, it's so I, difficult. I, it's really tough. I mean, Moorish as well, isn't it? Stu sort of like told everyone to stop letting me get it off them, so, you know. I won't um, have it in my pub. <laughs> <laughs> this is where these wafers come in. These, right, should we try some yeah, wafers? They, they are like the, the crack cocaine of the wafer world. Right, so let's called, get stuck in. Uh, Jason's Kindly bought four packs. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've got an account with the shop because it's just honestly, I'm so addicted. They're called Rurky Waflo. Um, There's no way you're might, pronouncing might, that might correctly. Might be the um, uh, I think imposter syndrome. You Polish, can't read. Yeah, Polish uh, uh, wafer rolls. Um, they look like a kind of. Um, I don't know. They're like a stick, aren't they? Um, They're kind of like those things you got as a kid in Knickerbocker Glories. Yeah yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like a thin brandy smack. You could yeah. stick that in a bit of ice cream and you'd be golden, wouldn't you? Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um... And they're filled with a vanilla cream. Which sounds boring, because I'm not particularly a vanilla person. But, yeah, you get a few of them in there. And... Let's do it. Oh, let's not stand on a ceremony any longer. I, I've, I've, I've had my quote. <laughs> I've, I've had two boxes on the train. <laughs> no, I've, get, I, I've uh, given up for a few, few months. Genuinely, right. I've had like four boxes of those over the last week. I am so bad. <laughs> Honestly, and they are better in the fridge. Like, once they go into that like nice hard consistency, because I'm all about texture as well. Yeah. And oh, that's really good, good though. They're really good, and they do them in coconut as well, which are just as deadly. I'm going to make myself sick. I can already tell. No, it's it's it gets to that point. Right. right. So, Jace. Right. Yes. Let's Shall get we start? stuck in. Let's do it. Let's do this shit. So, as I said, comfort box sets—the type of thing that you you put on a pedestal that you watch when you need that blanket around yeah. you. Um, when should I start? I think I might go with a boring one. So they're not in order? No. I th- okay. Have you no, got a number one or is it, are they just almost I think impossible the num- to rate? The number one I think would have to be purely based on nostalgia and the fact sure. that it's spanned my entire life. Sure, sure. 
and it's obvious and I apologize, mm-hmm. but it's cold because we're surrounded by a lot mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. it's going to be Star Wars mm-hmm. because, because I was going straight in for number one yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to we're going to work backwards <laughs> oh okay. sorry is that alright or... no, yeah, okay. yeah you want mate just you're yeah. five spoiler <laughs> yeah so yeah Star Wars I, I was born 1980 so I was right between well I was right on Empire Strikes Back um, I can still remember it vaguely being played on the cinema my brother went to see Returning a Jedi and Empire Double Bill in about wow. 84, which I wasn't allowed to go to because apparently I was too young, which is bollocks. It's, it's, a, it's a you. I was yeah, too young, you. but yeah. Um, but yeah, Star Wars is just, it's been that go-to comfort place because yeah. it's just so cool. It's so, the the universe that surrounds it, it's just, it's, it epitomizes what I'm saying about that comfort box set because you can lose yourself in an absolutely 100% different universe. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I was I was really geeky. I I had pretty much not all of the original toys, but I had a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and then in about ninety. 90- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Two, three, four. I started reading the books that started coming out because they started. Sure, they were good. Yeah, they were, and to the point where I'm thinking they probably should have made those books as the films. And Mate, yeah, I was saying it all. Oh, uh, I wonder if they're going to go that way. They're a lot better. I might as well have been talking to a brick wall saying that to Stuart, but um, yeah. you know, I've people like Pip, I'd be like the the, the story that the canon because that was canon, that was considered yeah. canon, wasn't it? Don't don't diss my Star Wars. Knowledge. No, 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 I, you're not that much of a mug when it comes to Star Wars. I, I will out Star Wars you. <laughs> right. Ooh, that's um, I'll, I'll see your I'll see your Boba Fett. And I'll race. <laughs> Come on, name the bounty hunters. Oh no, I can't. I can't. Uh, Dengu. He was the sort of one with the bandages. With the bandages, yeah. Uh, obviously, Bubba Fett. Uh, Greedo was technically a, a yeah. yeah. But are you talking about in Empire? Empire. Oh, in Empire. Oh, there's the um, robot one that's just a code. See, I've forgotten so, so much. Bosk? Was Bosk one Bosk, one? yes. Um, there was the, the one with the long robot head, which... IT-88. I IT-88. I'll let myself down already, and I? Oh, look at Stovey's Star Wars knowledge. So, when I was... When Star Wars came out? 78? Yeah, well, it's mm. 77 made, so probably 78. 78, I got took to Leicester Square by my parents, and I went to see Star Wars in Leicester Square, 
and come out of there and uh, um, there was a, a toy shop in the area I don't know what, what it was but I got took there and I got bought R2-D2 and, and um, Luke Skywalker and that was it after that I was absolutely obsessed with Star Wars and the toys I had the cantina which not many oh, people had yeah, and uh, and yeah that was that was a rare one that and yeah I, I remember I've got <clears throat> next door there's a, a, a my mate who's I spoke about a lot he's cunt in the gang the, the one man band uh, comedian and uh, growing up every Saturday we'd walk into our local town and, and you know maybe every two weeks we'd have enough money to afford a figure mm. and there was this tiny little shop that wasn't actually in our town that used to just sell like fucking dishcloths and in toiletries and stuff like that it was just a discount store and we walked in there and they just wrote on this poster at the front Return of the Jedi figures I think they called it or something like that for sale and we went in and you'd always be able to go and get your, your kind of obvious figures in most of the stores but all I remember is my mate just going they've got Zuckus, Zuckus, Zuckus <laughs> and I was yes. like oh my god and we both literally bought Zuckus and it was probably one of the greatest days of my life <laughs> and for my birthday last year he drew us as cartoon characters he's a very good artist going to Grey's wearing the stuff we used to wear and inside the picture had set the Zuckus figure in it as well like, Star Wars is it's just there to be loved isn't it yeah it is, that would be my number one mate by the way Star Wars and I had this whole thing saying that when I saw what you said for comfort it, for me in my head I was thinking of this sort of like emotional blanket that you pull over yourself because of the escapism that Star Wars has and because of the nostalgia it gives for, you know, both born in 1980 and, well, as you say, sure, even for you, you know, I mean, you more so, really, if you think like when it came out for you. Yeah, like you're we're, probably the we're generation that really was only yeah. that, weren't it? It, it fell, used to be Transformers and He-Man mm. and stuff like that. Mm. Star Wars was mm. my one. Yeah, it yeah. just dropped at the right time yeah. and greatest Christmas ever come downstairs there's a Millennium Falcon oh, oh I've got yeah. the Falcon yeah it's, and the Falcon out. is such a good toy as well because it's it's massive and yeah. it's tangible and you can yeah. really get into it but also Batteries. you can fly it yeah and because like some of the ships you get nowadays that like, you, you see like with kids and they mm. think that's rubbish you know yeah. Yeah. what you can do with that but the Falcon you can properly yeah. Yeah, yeah. navigate with yeah, it yeah that, that took that would weather abuse as well that would there yeah. would yeah. be there's like the end the gun underneath would my guns ended up getting and, a bit the radar, the radar, radar was a bit of a top, problem, yeah. but the best part of it, you know, you're going to get a good, a good lot of use out of it. I've still got mine in the loft. What's the one you watch the most? Probably Empire. Really? I think. Yeah, I think it is. Everyone goes Empire. I'm Return of the Jedi. I'm, yeah, I'm Return I, I of the like, Jedi. I like Jedi. Yeah. Um, but that scene when he just steps off to the Sarlacc pit and it all drops, then yeah, fuck me, that is that's. Just brilliant. The music drops and like it's the shit, it's mate. D two fires the lightsaber out. Yeah. Oh, Leia fucking strangles, um, yeah. you know, Jabba, and yeah, and he's dope, looking mate. beyond. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She set the yardstick. She yeah, yeah, did. Yeah, 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 Boba yeah. Fett's in the scene. Boba Fett, the yeah. coolest guy who ever lived and was in anything for about what? How how long has he got? He's got across the two movies. He's about, I think he's on exactly. three, about yeah. seven or three or seven. Barely minutes. anything. Chewie's yeah. going through his Robert Smith phase. Just <laughs> 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 brilliant. Yeah. Lando just tips down the front of the. Yeah, um, yeah. What do they call that outfit? Um, oh, what the. Um, 
these the, the skiff. Skiff, yeah. Drops the skiff mask and like, ah. Oh. And Luke shows up at the start, oh, and yeah. those the two guards try and put the axes, the and then he guards, just, yeah. and then he's actually now a Jedi badass, and he Miss- just lowers it, and he's got that whole in that movie, he's got that black outfit. That yeah, is yeah. It, that is amazing. Like, and as I say, it's the movie that always makes me cry the worst. Like that bit when Vader at the end. Finally, sort of like. Oh, I thought you was going to say when the, when the when the Ewok gets it. Like, <laughs> oh, but that's, that's tough. Yeah, that is hard, that's hard yeah. to watch that. Yeah, it annoys me because I think people my age when they start going on and going, oh, but the Ewoks were stupid, wouldn't they? I'm like, Fair you enough. were fucking eight. Yeah, you weren't going there stupid. Yeah, that is something you've read later on, and yeah. you want to get on the cool school thing. Yeah. and totally. Yeah, have I mean, you, I have you seen Netflix? With there's two brilliant things on Star Wars. The Toys That Made Us. Amazing. I still haven't seen it. So good. And there's one about David Prowse. Yeah, oh, I've not seen that. Um, it's about his you know, rise to fame as Vader, but how he didn't get unveiled as Vader and how he's... Because right. I think from what... Because I've known a few people that have met him and I think... I he come to my school. Oh, really? He was a Green Cross Code oh, man, course, wasn't he? Of course. He'd he come to my yeah. school. And, uh, Darth Vader came to your school. Yeah. Right, okay, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard anyone ever say. But it was just... He was... It, you didn't know he was Darth Vader. You knew he was the Green Cross. Yeah. Obviously, you won't remember the Green no, Cross Code no, Man. No, no, no. But he was on all the adverts telling you not to get run over. And and he would do tours of schools and stuff like that. And did Price get credited? Um, it was a weird scenario, wasn't it? Because they there was he was very shrouded, wasn't he? They didn't quite want him being known as Vader because they wanted to keep it a mystery. But I think. I think the story goes that he got credited in the later stages of the film's releases, but I'm pretty sure he did get a full credit. Because in regards to cast, we spoke about this with Riker, and um, there's a guy that lives at the end of my road, and uh, who was my mate's dad when we was growing up, and, and he was the key grip um, on Star Wars, oh my God. and well, all three of them, um, amongst all the Raiders films and he, he, Platoon. Like he, he, he's Can we up. get him on for a top five? Yeah. Literally, Can we I, went, go now? I was running the other morning <laughs> and, and he was out the front. I thought, oh, I've got to go and speak to Kenny and see if he'll come round. And, um, but his boy does all the Harry Potter films and Lord of the Rings now. He's oh, like, it's a family thing. But they've got a bar at the end of their garden, much like this, but they've got clapper boards all over the walls for all the films he's worked on. Fuck. And like sat round in there's the glove that Connery wore in first night and there's but when we was kids I've mentioned before we used to play guns with the guns they used in Flash Gordon oh yeah, yeah. and uh, and stuff what? like that and he had wingmen's wings they were like oh, soft no foam. Way. and like he had them I fucking so, love Flash Gordon yeah Flash Gordon it. was quite good as well <laughs> so, uh, although in them. Flash Gordon there is actually a Flash like because being from the same generation tell me uh, it's yeah. Princess Aurora yeah, it is oh, oh, what her, her introduction in if you oh this is going to make me sound so <laughs> awful isn't it? it's so I love this. bear in mind I'm telling this as a story from an 8 year old child that's got a VHS yeah, yeah. so it's a very different context yeah, to yeah, a 38 sure. year old man <laughs> sitting there yeah there's going to yeah. be a 44 man year old going on YouTube when you're gone I, by I, the way I, I, love, I love I love the caveat that you've had to load with this chase bear in mind things are different now yeah Good. and it was at the forefront of your mind you didn't hold back on coming out of it either I think, I think anyone of our generation has this mental roller decks of like the pausing moments in films <laughs> you know? Madonna top yeah. five on that I think yeah. that top. Madonna video too was it Open Your Heart That's, where she's yeah. got the bask on and she flicks her head back and one boob come out yeah. pause pause and pause you were talking about Jenny Agata on with, with Susie Gage and Jenny Agata like, how, how did you miss whoa, 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 Logan's whoa, whoa. run sorry did 
Susie have Jenny Agutter on? You, you were talking about, uh, I can't remember how it came up. You said about the rail. Oh, she she had a, a VHS that got swapped over for, to Friday the 13th. Then the railway children got bought up for some reason. And then you said about Jenny Agatha. Miracle Morph in London. That was it. And how that was the, that was the scene. <laughs> but Logan's Run, she goes a yeah. lot further. There's like oh. full-blown nudity in Logan's yeah. Run. And Logan's Run's a brilliant film. Yeah. Really. I love Logan's Logan. Life, How's that not been remade, by the way? Have you not chose that as your top five? <laughs> yeah. It's got to come back top, now, mate. Top five films I've paused by Jason <laughs> Reed. <laughs> oh, that's so silly. That's brilliant. It? I love that. What's the Princess Aurora one? It's her introduction into the film. So she comes on stage left, walks across, and then she's got a really billowy skirt, mm. and it billows out split second, but it's there. You can see her chuff. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, the, the pillar fight kind of scene oh, of course, where yeah. they have the girl. Oh, my God. I mean, she, she was, was yeah, she was so hot. I remember watching that for the first time and yeah. being like, what is going on with my... Yeah. My loins. Yeah. She's so attractive, that girl. Yeah. Which brings wow. us full circle back to Princess Leia Gold yeah. Bikini. Oh, which is no. just... really does. Really does. This should have been the top five, shouldn't it? Powerful Adolescent stuff. dreams of yeah. <laughs> sci-fi <laughs> goddesses. <laughs> so, right. you're, you're, so we're saying you're number one, rightly so. It's a great shout. Is Star Wars. Um, Empire Strikes Back being your uh, most watched one. I can't help but quickly ask you and quickly derail before we move on forward, which we should swiftly do. You've seen the new one? Yes, I've seen them all watch? up to date. Um, I like them because I'm nostalgic. Sure. I liked Rogue One quite a lot. I thought Rogue One was really good, I actually. Mm. And, I, and I think that was deliberately aimed at our, our generation because mm, yeah. there's a lot of geeky stuff, wasn't yeah. there? Like the fact that Red 5 got blown up, yeah. which yeah. meant that you, know, you knew that Luke was going to take over Red 5. Yeah. <laughs> um, stuff like that. So I think it worked. Uh, the what was it? I can't even remember the name of the Last Jedi on it. Yeah. Force Awakens. Oh, look, Last no, Jedi. Last yeah, Jedi. Yeah. One. yeah. I I liked it, and again, I'm not going to give too much away because mm. there will be people who haven't seen it. Yeah. yet. I haven't seen it. Have you not? No. I, I liked it. I'm going to leave it at that. I came out. I'd enjoyed it, but the more I thought about it, the angrier and angrier and angrier. I, I think got. I might know why. There's too there's too yeah. much politics in it. There's it's really weak. I thought it was some sloppy script you said writing. That. Amazing, amazing, some amazing scenes in it, mm. and I really like a lot of the um, actors and actresses in it. But yeah, there's stuff in there that I'm like, I think it's a bit. I think if you're a bit of a nerd for it, I think they're, they're pissed in the face of a lot of canon with it. Mm. And sometimes I like it. I think well, that's strong storytelling. You've mm. been brave to do that, but I don't think it's brave in a brave way. I think it was in a in a lazy way. Ooh. Carol and uh, mates, and we all had tickets to go and watch it mm. Christmas Eve, and, and I had to go to work early, so I couldn't go, unfortunately. Um, but they all said it was amazing. They really enjoyed it. I've, I've, it's been one of them films where it's 50-50 on, on reviews. Some yeah. people have like got angry about it. And the ones that have got angry about it, you can tell, are Star Wars enthusiasts. Yeah, that's mm. what it is. And, and I don't want to be one of those people that's yeah. too too far involved. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. They're annoying. You know, we've... Mm. You get them in all realms and all totally. different subjects. Fanboys. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Like, just back off a little bit. Yeah, yeah calm down. Yeah, I, I think, unfortunately, my, my inner fanboy got a bit as, as, yeah. as overtaken myself in that. But I don't think they did Luke any justice. I think Luke, no. I think that was my big... It's like you built up to Luke being the ultimate Jedi, and I think he didn't quite... I, I feel they che- just I, a bit grumpy in it. Yeah, I feel they've cheapened... Much. I feel there's things that he does that don't don't make sense for his character, yeah. his story arc, and I think they cheapen him a little bit. And Mark Hamill's the shit. And I think what Mark Hamill had to act with, he nails it. Yeah, he does yeah. Mark really Hamill's well. brilliant. He's mm. so underrated. Mm. Like his, his voiceover work, as you probably know, is just so good. 
And he is. He's one of those actors that he's going to be ever, forever known as Luke Skywalker, but there's so much more to him. It's yeah, I completely agree, mate. He was in Saffin the other day, wasn't he? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he, he went to the end of the pier for Jamie Oliver's TV show. Oh, God. It's like Luke Skywalker. Well, there's a fucking Jedi in Southend. What's that all about? You've had, well, you've had one in Southend and you've had one in, you've had the fucking Sith Lord in, in Grey's. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, not the yeah. Sith Lord. But. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shall we move on to four? Let's do it. Right, well, well it? anyone you fancy. Yeah, reading, I was going to say, I'm kind of not doing these in order now. I That's think right. I think the other boring one, and this is, this is a very different reason to Star Wars, but I've, it's Harry Potter, believe it or not. Okay. Harry Potter? And I'm strangely not a huge fan. And I, I've, I've not read the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really, really like them. I think they do a perfect job of setting up a world which is just really friendly mm-hmm. that you can get involved in that, again, just shrouds you in a nice, comfortable, cosy place. Do you know what I think that a lot of that could be attributed to? I think people don't realise this in, in, in movies, but the use of music and orchestral mm. things. And I think Harry Potter's is very good at giving you something that's mystical but cosy and wondrous all in that in that musical score so i think that really does flow through the whole lot and i think they have i think it's a good shout i think they have set that up in potter and it's one of those sort of ones where it's good it's funny it's exciting but it's also not like you're not watching some sort of hard hit you're not watching american history x are you it's not like hard hitting emotionally in many ways so yeah, good shout. And and I totally agree with what you're saying about score makes such a difference because one of my honourable mentions is Pirates of the Caribbean okay, for, yeah. for that very reason. It's mm. huge. It's yeah. again, I'm not. A, if I was to say I'm a a big Pirates of the Caribbean fan or a big Harry Potter fan, I just wouldn't be able to sustain that because I'm, yeah. I'm kind of not. But at the same time, I think they're just really good at what they do. My um my wife and um <laughs> nah, wife. and uh, and the kids, my youngest in fact, are obsessed. Like both like read all the books and and watch them all religiously and we went up to the train station in oh, London good, yeah. and done the, the thing with a platform nine and three quarters yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and I was one of them ones that thought it was kids films and then I watched the third one and I've watched them all since and I think it gets dark in places mm, yeah. um the one where there's the big I don't know the names of them big python thing going yeah, around that's the really really fucking dark yeah. like, do you mean the basset what in the second one the basilisk or do you mean Voldemort's pet python oh yeah massive yeah. great big thing going through the house I can't remember yeah yeah that could be Voldemort's yeah. that is really yeah. fucking scary yeah. when it tries to go when it's going for Harry and Hermione yeah, uh, mm. yeah it is that's really scary mm. I think a lot of these as well, it's set and setting. depends when you watch them because yeah. you can get totally different experiences out of mm, films yeah. depending on where you're at in your life. Mm-hmm. So it's good films to see in the cinema. Yeah, again, like, like that perfect mm. atmosphere, the big sound, big big visuals. And I think that's why I like them, especially like the Quidditch matches. Yeah. They're just like huge. And I didn't see any of them in the cinema because I've, I've got a strange relationship with the cinema. Um, but... I think the reason that I like Harry Potter, again, they, they filled a void at that point in my life. Because, yeah. I, again, I gave them no chance when they came out. Yeah. So I was like, it's going to be for kids. Yeah. They came out at the same time as Lord of the Rings, That's which right. I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. I just yeah, I find them so heavy. And I proper love it. Really? Yeah, I mean, the books. I'm thinking, oh, God, nerd confession. I think I cried when I read the books. Fucking hell, Chris. Because literally rubbing his face. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, it's epic, though. You're reading... A, you read that... that it's big. It's quite a lot to go through. Mm. You get brought along a quite an emotional journey with that. 
So, yeah, unfortunately, I do get carried. You, you quite movies, right? Where sometimes you've got nothing to do with relationship to what, what you have, but you find yourself getting emotionally engaged. Same with a book. Um, it just happens to be about throwing a ring in a fucking mountain. Anyway. And that's exactly it. Yeah, it's set and setting again. You know, sure. It, whatever you're going through at that stage in life, whether it was, obviously it's going to be, I don't think anybody's going to go through the stage of life where you're trying to throw a ring into a mountain <laughs> with no. a giant eye overlooking you. I'm head. often trying to put a mountain in a ring. I'm going to say thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> All right, I think we're off now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jason. Carry on, mate. Have a wafer. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think with Harry Potter, it came out at a time where I gave it no chance whatsoever. I was like, oh, this isn't for me. This is kids. Yeah. And then I had... I was babysitting one night and I had the first... No, I, I went for the second one first, which, again, is a fatal mistake. Crazy. Doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, why would you yeah. do that? And I watched it and I was like, this is really nice. This is just really cool. <laughs> yeah. So then when the, when the third one came out, Prisoner of Azkaban, mm. I was like, right, I'm into this now. This, this is this is for me. Yeah. And the fact they got like Christmas scenes and all that sort of mm. thing, they, they are just that cosy theme. Yeah, like, yeah, when, yeah. when we did the drunk cast at Christmas... Which was like just a free for all. <laughs> I didn't feel cosy at any point. <laughs> no, I didn't no, think. No. But we, we was talking about um, Christmas. We, we was going to do like top five Christmas films, which mm. I eventually sent you over Twitter. And I think I think one of them is Gremlins, which like your oh, hat shit, is yeah. amazing, by the way. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, you know, I've got a Gremlins cap on. It's just hates it, but thanks, oh, I mate. I love it. It's got Mugwai underneath. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, Gizmo there and. I don't know if that's Spike or just the regular gremlin. I don't Looks know. Has like he got a mane of hair? It hasn't. No. no, it's just the regular Looks gremlin. Looks like Spike has had a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that so, same sort of feeling of a Christmas film quite often just envelops you, isn't it? It's yeah. That, you know, that typical feel-good moment. And if know. it's old, you've got nostalgia of Christmases as mm, a kid as yeah, well. Yeah. Right? And I think that's, that's something that I think just adds to that blanket mm. of... Niceness. Mm. And and Harry Potter was released every Christmas, wasn't it? I think I it was released think, every December. Yeah, I think it was. If mm. if it wasn't, then like I said, it, it has a designated Christmas scene, yeah. pretty mm. much all of them. Because it's done through a school turn, mm. you get all the seasons. That's right, yeah. And and I love the Christmas scenes because again they're just doing really well. And yeah. I think the I mean I'd, I will probably read them one day because I think what J.K. Rowling did was really good. I think she created a universe and I think that's so clever. Yeah. They are decent. That. I've read them. I've read, I've read four or five. I've not read all of them, but they are good. I must say, I'd definitely give it a go. Um, but again, yeah, I, I almost wish I did see them on the cinema because they are so big. That I think I don't know why this is remotely relevant, but that just kind of going back slightly to our pervy conversation before this. Mm. But the most awkward cinema trip I've ever had was to watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, was, really? It was Valentine's Day three years ago, and me and my other half was like, well, should we just, what are we going to do? Because, yeah, yeah. you know, the expectation of doing something on Valentine's. Mm. So we thought, you know, oh, it would be a laugh. We did it. <clears throat> and we did. We watched Fifty Shades of Grey, and every time a sex scene came on, the hush that went over the audience was just so palpable, <laughs> so awkward. It was like being with every single one of your parents' extended <laughs> friends. <laughs> it was awful. And I was like can't do this I'm never going to do this again and sure enough it's an awful film It's I hate the concept so yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that's relevant to Harry Potter at all but it just kind of spun to mind that yeah never it's, see it's the opposite of it. it's the opposite of a comfort blanket yeah it's, you're not it's not private or personal you're at the cinema watching people rub each other's bits it's like it's not really an experience I want to share no, I think no but. it isn't this, this should be a solo performance yeah. definitely yeah. <laughs> So yeah, never see Fifty Shades ever. Just generally, don't see Fifty Shades. But exactly, yeah. you got Flash Gordon. 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah exactly. or, or Flesh Gordon. Yeah. See, so my the parents ha- had, you know, when like there was, you get lent things as, as yeah, yeah. you know, back in the 80s, yeah. and it used to get slipped under the video <laughs> cabinet. I know for a fact my dad got lent Flesh Gordon for it because he was a mechanic, a mechanic, so he had that typical male yeah, environment, yeah. and we weren't allowed. I was like, but it's Flash Gordon. He's like, no, it's flash this flesh gordon don't you're not going to watch it but i've i've no i still haven't seen it so i don't know i do you know what i watched it but i'm so young there was an anime one called jungle burger don't know that one burger i'm sure it was called jungle burger and uh, i'm gonna google it while we're having and that was like a tarzan based thing i believe and it was like an animated kind of saucy one bit blue no is it like instead of jungle book yeah I might have even got it wrong, but I'm going to have a quick look while I'm having this. Hello, all. Um, Thanks for listening. You're at the end of part one of High Quality with Chris and Stu and our guest, Jason Reed. I hope you've enjoyed it so far. I have. Uh, Well, I did because I was there. And Chris? Yeah, it was great. I mean, I'm not sure where we're cutting this. No, I've so no I'm not idea. So I don't want to give away what like number three or two yeah. is yet. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but we'd love to hear what your top five uh, comfort box sets are. So Absolutely. get into Twitter and uh, CC in us and Jason. Yep. Um, which his Twitter is, I don't know off the top of my head. That's how well prepared we are for when is we Is it Jason Tron? Uh, is it? It might be, actually. He says at the end of the podcast. So at the end of part two, he'll yeah. explain where you can find out more about him. But just go on our social media and look for um, any of the, the bits and bobs we can be putting out about this and, and he will be tagged and, and mentioned so um, go and follow him and like him and, and chat to him because he's, he's a good lad he's Jason thanks to 76 for mastering this you know his yep. work's cut out at the moment we're doing a lot of podcasts so mate we really appreciate it don't be too nice to him I'm going to be sexy nice to him I'm going to give him the nicest touch I've ever given anyone he will quit 76, 76, 76, 76. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.